Ah, we're back. Part two. Stan the man. Jason. And I'm Shoddy. Where are we Part at? Two, seven, two seven through yeah. one. Yes, sir. Seven through one. Mm-hmm. Best albums of 2017. Number seven. Ah, okay. My number seven is Anthropomorphia. Ah. Sermon of Wrath. You guys remember this one? I played it. This yeah. Was, uh, this is one with the those... Metal Blade death metal album. Yeah, it's got the titties on the album cover. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's got the only my, way I remember I had to it. say it was the titties. Yep. Oh, dude, that's... <laughs> You got my physical copy right here next to me. <laughs> you guys know that like when we got the promo for that, that's the only reason Stan clicked on. He's seen that picture on there. He's like, I'm glad I did, though. Tits. It's a good fucking album. <laughs> I got to ask you, though, why did you put, like, why this one over cut up? Because you know that death metal one you had in the other part, part one. That cut up was a little bit more death Corey, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know, it had a little bit more. Hey, the hardcore vibe, but it just, I don't know. This one is just more of like a really polished, but just straight like death metal formula album. Right. And I just like love it. You know, I love the riffs. The cut up was like, I don't know. Because I remember like listening boring. to this one when I, when I edited it and I remember liking it. I just, I was almost surprised because I would have put cut up ahead of it. They were, I thought they were both okay. good though. I thought they were both good Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, they're similar, but this one just like, I don't know. It's, like, it's got like a raw feel to it, even though it's kind of not. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Just listen to it. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you have a clip for this one or no? Um. Okay, I got a blistering splendor of darkness. Any reason for this one? Oh, it's just got fucking tight groove. <laughs> All right, <laughs> check it out. number seven we have hit on it once and it is code orange forever wow Wow. okay this is kind of wait this kind of it's kind of low yeah yeah i or i mean i'm i thought it would have been higher on your list let's just say yeah on your list yeah yeah well i mean i i think it's one of the best of the year 100 percent hands down i mean i think it's the best hardcore album of the year and I guess after seeing them live, well, that's the thing, dude. When it, like, like you said, I, I listened to it when it first came out a whole lot, and I was like, "This is gonna be number one on the list." And um, and then you know everything else came out, and it got on the back burner. But seeing them live, I was like, "Holy shit!" I, you know, and I started listening to it a bunch more, and realized it's got to be on a fucking list. There's no other hardcore band doing anything like this. It's so hard to do hardcore in 2017 and make it something that we haven't heard before. Memorable. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, I mean, you can do, okay, Trapped Under Ice, great fucking album, you know, but it's nothing especially new. Or like I said, Incendiary, great fucking album. They're just doing the hardcore thing, but they do it really well. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can do that with any genre. You don't have to do something new, but Code Orange are able to like do hardcore, stay within the genre, but add in all these fucking elements, dude. It's, electronic. It's so fucking novel, dude. It's yeah. so novel. Like, 90s, I mean, you gotta be kidding. Grungy yeah. shit, industrial shit. But it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, and it all fits so good. It's like. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was faked or mm-mm. or put on, you know, to be different. It was on, it just felt like it was raw. Yeah. Like the whole thing was just one raw ball of energy. It felt like they were just doing what they like and they, you know, uh, yeah, like yeah. filtering it through hardcore and making it work. I mean, that's, it. they make it sound easy, but like, I'm sure, you know what I mean? If you try to do like what they did like that, oh, I mean. Yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have so many spinoffs now, I bet you, and mm-hmm. you know, in the next coming couple years here, but it's, yeah, you're right, dude. It's going to be so hard to do it. Like they did it, so yeah, yeah. This one came out what early January, yeah, first week or something. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've all had time with it, which is cool. I that's always like a thing. Like, it, is it better or worse to have it right in the beginning? Because you can either get sick of it or or not. But I definitely didn't get sick of it. I did. But it does say something about the album. It hit all three of our lists. Or did it hit your shoddy? Yeah, I th- I think it's uh, gonna make its way on there. I don't know we'll what see. spot yet, but we'll <laughs> see. But I mean, that does say something about it. First week it comes out, and then it's hitting all three of our list, or maybe I don't know. Could at least two of our list, right? You know. Oh, I agree. We'll come back to it. Yeah. What uh, What do you have for Alrighty. us? Number number seven. For number seven, um, I have I believe these are Canadian brothers, on Un- Andrask. I believe that's how you pronounce the band name, dude. Andrask. Andrask. Oh. Whoever. Uh, yeah. yeah, Battle Through Time is the the name of the album. Yeah, Undrask, I think. Undrask, that's right. Undrask. I've, I've listened to this, but I'm trying to remember Battle what Battle Through like. Time, dude. It's kind of like uh, they kind of have like an Amanamarth feel, but it's more along the lines of like just being like I guess like death metal. You know what I'm saying, or like more yeah. of like a melodic death metal. So yeah, they have like I think the I remember chanting like a in flames kind of thing yeah, going a yeah, little bit yeah a little bit i just yeah i mean they have kind of that like battle theme to a lot of their songs you know what i'm saying where it's okay. like you know they're either they're warriors or they're going off to battle or they're sharpening their blades for you know a war or something so the lyrics are driven i guess in that direction okay and there's you know chanting but yeah i mean it's sounds like something i'd like yeah there's i mean there's a lot of technical shit there's a lot of leads going on Please tell um, me you have a clip. I think it's one we need yeah, to hear. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, SE4, uh, Primal Revelation. Rock 
Nice. I don't remember it, but I know I've checked it out at least. Okay, that's that's refreshing to like that somebody else has heard of them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This got like a huge like ensophirum feel to it. I like that shit. Yeah. Just running on like you know galloping on the bass drum and riding into battle or flying or something. I don't know. It's pretty <laughs> ep- epic cover too. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. I think maybe we talked. To, uh, I showed a video. Maybe that's why Longhammer. They were like fucking basically just sword fighting in a yard or something, and it just looked funny. <laughs> I think maybe that. Maybe that's why you remember. But yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anyway. It's okay. it's honestly it's good shit from start to finish. The album is is real good, real 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 fucking good. So well, there you go, melodic death metal from the year that we uh, maybe haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Yep. All right, number six, six, six. <laughs> the best number out there. <laughs> yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, for the my number six, six, six. I think I'm gonna pick some old school death metal. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Exhume death revenge. Fuck yeah. You guys listen to that one, dude? That's so crazy because it's it's weird. I don't know why. I like seriously. I listened to this like a couple times right around Halloween because that's when it came out in October. And then for some reason, like I didn't go back to it all. But I remember like, really liking it, dude. I, was, I thought you would have loved it. Like, it's like a huge horror, like right, gory themed. Like the intros are just like sound like Mike Myers songs and yeah. like. That's what I liked about it. I remember, that's what, like what stood out to me most. It was cool because I know like uh, whatever his name is, uh, Matt uh matt harvey or yeah yeah whatever i know he like does all like the orchestration stuff or whatever like Mm -hmm. the keyboard because i listened to some interview with him i think it was on actually that podcast uh good podcast i listened to called radioactive metal i know if you guys haven't checked them out go listen but they had an interview with matt i think yeah and um he was talking about how he that's a big thing he does is like make those kind of horror clips and shit and you know i mean you guys know me so yeah i was like immediately drawn to that like john carpenter kind of and I mean, like the, the the death metal doesn't have. I I can't hear too much of a horror influence. It's definitely gory, like mm-hmm. you know. But it's just it's really fucking good death metal. And like, I don't know. I want to play a clip for you guys. It's called the Harrowing. Okay. And it just it's like it's just dismember and entombed, like old school Swedish death metal to the max. Okay. And it's just it's a fucking fun album. Yeah, 
through that was yeah that was fucking good the, you know what i mean though like yeah no like know. the production i literally like the production on it oh yeah like the production sounds good i think his vocals sound awesome honestly like this is probably with the exception of one other album this might be like my most played album of the, of the year really yeah That's so crazy I mean, it didn't it didn't come out like that long ago either like yeah i think it was october yeah so, but I don't know. I just love it. It had, it had a lot of good hooks. I know, like it definitely kept me, you know, kept me engaged. I know what you're saying. Like it doesn't have the horror thing throughout, but I guess, yeah. When you say like gory, it reminds reminds me of like the gory kind of like what's it called? Uh, like like carcass, like some of their older stuff, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Exactly. But yeah, I'm gonna return for sure. So, all right. So my number six. Uh, I've talked about this band a few episodes ago. They are called Artificial Brain. The album is called Infrared Horizon. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And I haven't stopped listening to it, so it has to go on here. It's such a weird album. They they take a little bit of that Gorguts sound, like just, you know, I guess, you know, they're classified like tech death, but not in the modern tech death sound. No, not more. Yeah, the, dude, we talked about that yeah. before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah oh, sure. we did. We did. Yeah, okay, okay. More Gorgutsy, like fucked up melodies, like atonal, mm-hmm. but but it's it's stuff that you wouldn't think would work, but they pull it off because it's like they write these fucking memorable songs. It actually has a lot of emotion to it, which is weird because it's so guttural. You know, the vocals are so fucking guttural, but mm-hmm. dude, I don't know. I think it's real, like it's real, like complex sounding too. Like it's yeah. layered and it's very thick. Like mm-hmm. it's a dense wall that comes at you. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this CD. It's probably my tech death CD of the year too. It's just I have no place for that on my list. Really? But yeah, Yo, but yeah no, I really it basic. I, yeah, but I love <laughs> this album. Like it's really fucking good. I'm, I'm actually surprised yeah, you it, like it. Mm-hmm. I was too. Usually I don't even check out the tech death. I find out it's tech death and unless Shoddy brings it up on the cast, it might be worthy. And then if not, no garbage. Yeah. It, this yeah. album is a little, like you were saying though, Jay, it's a little different with like, uh, I guess the dissonance that they use. It's like, yeah, you, you it almost doesn't sound appealing to the ear and you kind of want to like change it and then it resolves itself. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, huh. Exactly. And they keep oh, yeah. doing that over and over and over again. And it's just, it's a crazy way of writing. But yeah, I feel like that was what was most appealing to me about this album. When you sit down and listen to it, you'll pick these things out. I think I mentioned it last time. I mean, there's parts in there where you'll notice like the drumming is doing the drummer's doing one thing and then the guitarist will kind of like they almost like they'll speed up or they won't follow it exactly for a little bit here or there but it's on purpose there's just these little things here and there and it's so fucking weird like it should not work you know but for some reason it does and it almost it almost like makes you pay attention you know where maybe your mind would wander normally but like it they do those little fucking tricks in there and it makes you hear like what are they doing right now and then they'll break into something where it's it's not melodic necessarily, but it's memorable and it's emotion driven or whatever. So the, the the theme of it's pretty cool. It's like uh, robots taking over in a po- post apocalyptic yeah, type like of artificial situation. Intelligence. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Terminator shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. To the chopper, get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, Infrared Horizon, I think it's a good example of where it kind of does some of that mix of things, so...
Well, boys, time for my... What's your 666? Uh, time for my 666th pick. It's one that's uh, been on the show recently, is not uh, no, is no stranger to uh, this show. It's uh, Relentless Mutation by Arkspire. Nice, nice. Mm. Yep, yeah, we don't we don't just spend too much time, uh, you know, talking about it, because, I mean, I think it was literally just in the last episode that we had but i know we brought up up on two episodes actually yeah yeah well yeah when you i think we used it for a breakdown and then i you know listened to it a shitload and told everybody how much i loved it but yeah man it's i'm gonna get the stand i'm gonna give this album the most entertaining album of the year (laughs) award (laughs) (laughs) 100 i think that's what kept me coming back is it's just they're just fucking they're craftsmen i like it too yeah they're craftsmen i still I'd smile on my face the whole time, yeah. just giggling. But you <laughs> know, the, the, them, I like the, it. those shotgun vocals that you know the vocalist delivers. Uh, you know, paired with that fucking drum machine uh, drummer is, I mean, it's just music to my ears, fellas. It, it really is a treat mm-hmm. to listen to, or was a treat to listen to. So yeah, I think it's great. I would, I would love to have it on my list because I think they're doing something. I'm so happy to hear like a tech death band that's like, I mean, they're pushing the boundaries. I think they're doing like what Necrophagist did back when they came out. You know, they're they're doing their own thing with like upping the speed, upping everything, putting it to 11. It's just not the stuff I would normally listen to. So I can't put it on my list. But I, I mean, I I would give it a super high rating because I think they kill it. I think yeah, it's I great. Feel, great album. All well, right. Number five. Well, not black metal, but <laughs> my number five is I don't know if you guys ever heard this band called Valenfire. Fuck yeah, man. With uh dude from paradise uh, lost yeah paradise lost what's his name and i think it oh shit (laughs) nick no (laughs) i don't know that's like the main songwriter from paradise lost like music writer yeah oh yeah but but and it's also got like people from my dying bride so it's like a whole bunch of doom people yeah put out this fucking badass death metal record yeah but like swedish right Pretty, like to the max yeah oh i mean you're you're talking buzzsaw guitars it's got doomy parts though too and i'm okay with it but it's like i mean screaming vocals the whole time you know and it's just the fucking guitar tone it's just it, goes, <laughs> it brings you back was 91 uh, in stockholm who produced it oh fuck i don't know i maybe kurt blue actually that's what i was wondering because i know it's got the heavy it HM2. sounds like it yeah actually yeah, yeah. i think it was See, I don't remember much of the Doomy parts. I, I listened to it back in like the summer, like when it came out. And I just remember the like in tune. And I'm not talking like Doom Doom. It's like Death Doom. Yeah. But like, yeah. You're probably it's right. It's fucking, most of it's fast and it's just buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. I remember really liking it. I, you know, I don't know. At the time, I remember listening to it and thinking, would I listen to just one of the Swedish bands more? But if you're like a diehard of that sound, then you can't go wrong with it because they did it fucking awesome. Yeah. That's, I, I love bands coming back to that. I mean. Yeah. No, they did it really well. I haven't listened to it in a long time, so now you know. Now that you have it on there, I might well, have let's to listen go to back. it. Yeah, what song do you have? I got uh, it's Degeneration. Degeneration 
damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fucking good, man. That's like fucking entombed right there. Dude, it's like all the big three Swedish yeah. death metal bands like combined into one. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking good. It's I take just back what tight. I said. <laughs> Dude, it's a tight album, start to finish. Like, I, I actually, because I could see how, I, from it, I don't know, I just remember thinking maybe I would rather listen to one of the originals, but now, like, listening to it again, it's kind of like what you wish if they were still, you know, around putting out this shit. Yeah, I mean, Paradise Lost is cool, but I would keep going with this <laughs> if I was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, they, that new Paradise was pretty good, but I, I might agree with you. I might go with this one instead. Yeah. So we had, had some good-ass grooves, everything. That was great. Mm-hmm. Dude, All right, an, what do you another left, I guess not left ball from Stan, but fucking... Well, that's, I seen, I think that seems a little bit more predictable for me. Yeah, I was just going to say, I guess from, I didn't hear you talk about it all year, and then it just fucking right. comes no, out of nowhere. Is, that's that's what yeah. I meant to say, I guess. That's well, what you does. know, I gotta, I gotta keep you guys surprised a little bit. <laughs> Hidden I fucking just... gems. Yeah, he holds <laughs> on to this shit until the end of the year. Give us, yeah. He doesn't fucking let us in on hey, anything. I gave you guys, you guys, this is all albums you guys should have been listening to. That's just, I didn't pull anything out of nowhere, like, it's well, all Let's well, we'll see what if I uh, give you guys any good ones next year or not. Okay. I'll hold on to all to the end of the year. <laughs> Oh, right. What do you got, Mr. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. My, my number five, we were, we're talking about the death doom a little bit here. And this definitely falls in line with that. But stand, I wouldn't discount it because it's way more on the death metal side than the doom side. And this is from our hometown of Detroit. Okay. Uh, this is a band called Temple of Void. The album is called Lords of Death. Man, if you liked Immolation, then you got to listen to this one. It doesn't necessarily have the same, you know, those riffing styles that like Immolation has with some of those like experimental parts, or not experimental, but it, it doesn't have that signature Immolation feel, but it's got the heaviness that they have. Okay. And I was like kind of wrestling between the two and I was like, you know what? Temple of Void is kind of my, is higher up for me because it's just so fucking heavy, dude. It's just heavy slabs of like chunky riffs guttural like evil menacing vocals but what separates it from like the immolation feel they've got the doomy parts you know they've got these like doomy leads a little more organic sounding parts like with some solos i don't know if that makes sense where immolation is a little bit more clinical in the way they do it they don't have those organic sounding freewheeling doomy sabbathy solos mm-hmm. where temple void they do that kind of stuff a little more i think it has a little more variation that's kind of why i put it at my number five so i don't know i think you guys definitely need to listen to this one uh the track i have is deceiver in the shadows because i don't know i don't know how you guys can't like this one
Dude, I, I yeah, I'm really digging that. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> fuck yeah. You liked it? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Dude. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> I don't fucking write a lot of, down a lot of shit from you guys either. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> like, well, gee, I, stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. <laughs> That's good shit. Dude, like the fucking heavy ass riffs at the beginning, that's like half the CD just starts off like that. Like, you can't go wrong. You could pick any track and just it starts with some heavy, heavy riffs like that that draw you in. And then a lot of them have some cool solos or just cool leads. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really good. I'm not even picking them just because they're from Detroit. Like, this is just a great album. That fucking vocalist is badass. Dude. Oh, dude. He's so good. It's like menacing, guttural, yeah. gargling. Dude, yeah. But all right, Shoddy, what do you have for us? Uh, let's see here, boys. I have some more uh, Tech Death that I'm throwing at you guys. Oh, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I know, I know. These are some French guys that I really liked, really enjoyed. This album is called Engram of Decline by the band Fractal Universe. Okay. Do you guys remember me uh, throwing them out there? Dude, I remember. This year? Yeah, because I, I actually, this is one of the bands, you know, I don't, you know, half the shit you guys give, you know, I just, in one year, one year out the other, but, uh, Fractal Universe, I did actually download, and I did actually really like. What What about it did, uh, you know, I guess, dragged you in? I don't know. For me, it was like it had, it was a, it was a good mix between like the tech and the prog. Yep. Like it had, you know, it had all the technical playing and stuff like that, but then it would break it up with some of like the more proggier parts, if you know what I'm saying. I do. I do. I, it was cool. It had enough variety going. Like I didn't listen to it a whole bunch, but I definitely gave it a full listen through and it had enough variety going on where i definitely liked it i really enjoyed some of the the hybrid screams like uh, it's kind of like a yell not like a growl but it was weird because it's almost like it's clean singing but it's not and the singer does that very well okay so yeah that was something that i really liked but yeah dude i completely agree with you it was like the perfect blend of technicality but they would throw these progressive elements in there so it wasn't just, I guess, overbearing, but real right, musical. Right. The hooks were real nice. Um, I liked how melodic it got at times. So, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on right there. A lot of genres going on, not just techie. I hear a little bit of Pantera groove in there. I hear, you know, the proggy shit. I like that. Yeah, man, it's some real, real, real I good think, shit. You know what? I'm gonna write this down. Whoa! Thanks, Shotty. Wow. <laughs> I'm writing down two, two bands two for you guys. Row. Two in a row, Jason. <laughs> Damn, we're doing pretty no, good. No, I like that. I liked it. Yeah, that's why I liked it, because I'm not, you know, it just had a good amount of variety between the both, so 
Yeah, it was a cool album. Badass singer, too. All right, I think we... uh, Back to you, Stanley. Number four. My number four is... Besides Code Orange Forever, the heaviest album of the year. Wrong one to fuck with. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, dude, no arguing on it. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I mean... I think you guys played it. I was like, well, whatever. You know, yeah, like, Dying Fetus is always just like, eh, it's the same shit over and over again. I vividly but, remember I mean, you being like, yeah, it was all right. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was fuck? like, Meh. This should be so me, up your fucking alley. Me and, and you were shitting over it, and he just goes, eh. yeah, he was like, Next. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off. You're putting it at number I gotta, five now? <laughs> four. Or four. Four. <laughs> Four with an orange. Yeah, you can fuck <laughs> off, bro. <laughs> no, I. It's just. Oh man, it's just so good. Like I don't even like Brutal Death. I mean, I'll listen to Tech Death all day. Besides Brutal Death, really. But, I mean, they these guys just. I mean, they're fucking. They're just so good at what they do, and like the fucking slams and the fucking breakdowns and the. I don't know, dude. The fucking singer's ridiculous. I'm so glad you have it though, because I like. I'm pissed I don't have it on my list. It was just, it, I don't know, man. It's on, my, it's on my honorable for sure. Yeah, it, it was on my honorable as well. I didn't, I mean, I'm kind of. Because you were running with that for a long time. I know. Like. Yeah. And I listen to it quite a bit. Like, whenever I'm in the brutal mood, dude, I put it on. I don't know. I don't know why, dude. It, it probably should be on my list. Like, I kind of regret it now, but at least we, you have it on yours. I mean, we, it's in the honorables. Whenever I'm in a brutal Jason. mood, this is the album for sure. Jason, we like, fucked up. Yeah, we fucked you up. You too? <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. Well, I'm glad I keep this podcast mention. going. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what, what would we do without you, Stan? <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, I guess maybe, I think I was thinking, the one thing I thought was it was slightly long, but that doesn't matter. It's so good, dude. I mean, I think. get old? <laughs> well, I think long. I remember, I think my thinking was like, I kind of liked Reign Supreme a little more, but. Now I have to listen to it even more. I don't even know anymore. I mean, it's just good. You don't, even, you know, it's just dying fetus, and they're not doing anything different, but they're doing it so good. The grooves are fucking yeah. awesome. The tech shit's awesome. I mean, seen I seen them live Production. twice this year. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good, good thing you got her back. You covered us. <laughs> well, um, what's better, Jason? Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm. This is why you know I have these fucking awesome bands on here. I've got Full of Hell sitting right here at number four again. Some days this is my number one. Uh, today it's my number four. Yeah, but uh, trumpeting ecstasy, dude. Oh my god. We, I mean, we talked about them. I've been kind of rambling about them quite a bit. But we did an interview with them. If you haven't listened to any of that or us before, they're a hard band to describe because they're fucking. They're just always pushing boundaries and trying different shit. But they're at their base, they're more like grindcore, power violence mixed with death and noise and hardcore. And this album's got a lot of that, a lot of death and sludge and shit on it. But Dude, I, whenever I want something that's just going to like smash me in the head and just at, at full intensity, like this is the album I pick. And it's like the only one that I, from this year that really fills that niche of just like full on intensity, yet being catchy enough and memorable enough, you know, that you want to you go back to it and be like bludgeoned by it every time. Did you guys listen to this one much at all this year? I tried it. I couldn't get into it. It's too much going on for me. I got a problem, Dude, bro. I, I honestly <laughs> thought that it was going to make your list, Dan. Really? Yeah, it's an honorable See, mention for me, and I, I liked the chaos, but I personally, I thought that it was going to make your list, man. No, I, I don't know. I couldn't, like, latch on to it. There was something about it. 
I mean, I and get I see it. it on a lot, I see it on a lot of lists, too. I mean, I, I see why it's a, like, you know, an album of the year kind of album. It's just mm-hmm. I couldn't latch on to it. I get it. It's a difficult listen, but that's why I mm-hmm. like it. I mean, you might. it is an album you can listen to a few times, and there's parts that stick out. It, I mean, there's some really good riffs on there. Crawling Back to God, I played that riff a bunch. But uh, the one part I wanted to highlight was uh, Dylan Walker, the vocalist, in the song Nod Flesh. When he just starts singing, uh, I think it's Man Will Always Fail, and he's just going up and down, high and low. And it's cool, because in our interview, he was talking about his influences being like uh, Lord Worm from Cryptopsy. Or not influences, but the things he kind of wanted to do on this album. So he wanted, he said that, and then he said like Glenn Benton from Deicide. And I think you can just totally hear it in this song. Like He is just such a highlight on this album. He just sounds like he's insane, and it's just so good. So... Uh, you guys can check that out to kind of hear what I'm talking about. definitely fucking good <laughs> i will echo those remarks fuck yeah i'm glad you had on your honorable that's pretty good Nigel, it's just you know with fucking 15 it's too hard it honestly it should have crept in there but yeah i mean i didn't i started listening to it a little late so it's kind of fucking weird i just that i definitely would have thought stan not you i know i know <laughs> That album art is honestly what turned me onto it. That fucking nun yeah. who just blazing, <laughs> blazing. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. What do you have for us, guy? All right, fellas, I have an Artisan Era release. You know it's gonna be good, Artisan Era. You know, you, you know it's gonna be good. This is "Underneath a Melting Sky" by Inedimate Existence. So raw tech death, fast as fuck, flashy as fuck. I mean, dude, the solos and um. The transitions, I guess, are are what I really liked about this album because they'll go from like fucking 120 to zero and then they'll do all (laughs) this like building and there's a lot of like keyboard work and synth work that's really, really, really tastefully done, excuse me. But yeah, I mean, for anybody who is into tech death, they're just taking it up, uh, you know, just to that next step. So, I mean, I don't know if... I mean, we hear addition of keys, you know, here and there, but I don't know. The way that these guys utilize them, it's just, it's really tasteful. I really enjoyed it. Dude, out of all all the tech death this year and stuff, and I didn't listen to much, but I'll be honest, this is an album that I do remember and I do remember liking. I think I listened to it because it was on Artisan Era, and we did that interview with Malcolm from Inferi, who runs that label. Yep, yep. 
and I was just trying to be familiar with it. And I just remember, I guess, you know what? I'm, I just had a realization. The tech death that I kind of liked most has some proggy elements. And I this album definitely had some proggier parts to it here and there. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. You know, it wasn't all about speed. It would stop and kind of like, it would slow down and get into these like cool instrumental parts. And like, I don't know. I remember being, I remember any tech death for me that I like, it has to have some good songwriting in it. Like it's not just flying speeds. And I do remember liking this one because of that. Like I remember it being good songwriting and good melodies and a little different than just however many beats per minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh no, dude, you're definitely echoing on what I was talking about there with the, uh, you know, the, the ability to go real, real fast and then to stop, but not have it just be the end of the song. So yeah, yeah I really liked all those transitional elements that they had there. Coming from a non-tech death fan, I recommend it. I mean, I have to go back to it. It's been a while, but I know it was good. Yeah, hey, yeah. Both of you recommend it. I just wrote it down. Yeah. Hey, look at look that. At the, look at yeah. the three in a row. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck this yeah. This is kind of fun. I'm learning more, even more stuff after this crazy fucking year we had. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that leads us to uh, number three. <laughs> Um. Okay, my number three. Yeah, boys. I don't think any of mine followed Shotty's screams, but uh, maybe maybe a little bit on this one. Um, Detroit band hmm. talked about them long time ago. Sunlight, oh, I got it. Okay, Sunlight Spain. Yeah, fucking good ass grindcore with death metal influences, black mm-hmm. metal influences, heavy hardcore influence. I don't know, just like the extreme metal album of the year. It was really good. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more attention because it really is fucking a great you know, album. When I was doing it on the list, it was the first time it was brought up. Me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's a really good. And, and uh, I'm trying to remember now. I remember the they share members with some other bands. I don't think it's Temple of Void. Uh, what was the other Detroit band we talked about this year? Do you remember? Oh, man. I don't know. Never mind. I think it was one that maybe Boreworm. I don't know. It was another good Detroit band, but I know they share like a drummer or something like that. So they've got connections in the Detroit scene for sure. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a clip for this one? I do. It's uh, Begrudging Soul.
Yeah, that's fucking good, man. Good pick. Good one for people to check out, too, because I know, like I said, it hasn't been on many lists. People haven't heard about it, so... I just like having Detroit Boys up on the list, too. Yeah, dude, in the top five. We've got two already. All right. um, Mine... My number three, we just we Stan brought it up surprisingly, and this is uh, Spirit Adrift, <laughs> Curse oh, yeah. of Conception. Mm-hmm. It's been in the top three for a long time now. I I also bought the physical of this CD. It's been in my car, and uh, like Stan said, man, I mean, I'm not the biggest Doom fan, but ever since last year, I really liked the last album, and this one's even better. If you listen to this album and you can't enjoy the leads, the riffs, the solos, I mean. I don't know what the hell Nate's doing over there, what he's, (laughs) like, what he's practicing, like, what his, I mean, the dude just takes everything good. He's taking shit from little spices of Metallica, like, heavy metal, doom. I mean, there's so many things he's pulling from, but it's, like, it doesn't really sound like any of it, you know, and it's not just good, catchy, memorable riffs. It's, it's talented, and it's also stuff that has, like, a pretty big emotional feel to it. Well done. And it's just well yeah, written. It's just such a well written, well done. I mean, like I said, um, the clip I have is the solo part in Earthbound. I think it's like one of the best parts on the whole album. But okay. you know, if you want to hear like the emotion stuff, you know, go to the end of Spectral Savior. The song like stops and just starts again with this like really uplifting part. Curse of Conception, that's that's one of the singles on there. It was great. I mean, it's just an it's such a good album. It's been on a lot of lists, which is which is awesome. I think that he deserves it. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great fucking album. Shoddy, number three. Uh boys, number three is an album that uh I've shared with the two of you. I have it a little bit higher on my list, but it is Forever by Code Orange. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't really think well we need to spend too much time. But yeah, well it's well deserved. I mean, it's just like you said, I mean it's I mean, it was up for a fucking uh, the Grammy, whatever that means. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot um, about that. <laughs> I mean, but but still, for it to be, you know, uh, I guess an album that I respect for some assholes to yeah. also have showed it some love means a little bit of something. But I mean, hey, if you're a yeah. hardcore band and getting Shoddy's attention, definitely top three. You you mean mm-hmm. something to someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like almost we like I I I mean I get the hardcore. But dude, I think it's more like I feel it's like it's, some. That's a special album. Yeah, it's like some special. experimental, like industrial, yeah. like fuck hardcore, oh, yeah. like break shit music. Like yeah, it's just, I mean, it's uh, it's another diverse album where they kind of are all over the place with it, but it just works as a whole. It's yeah, it's beautiful music. The Grammys actually got something right for once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they did it. I don't know who they're talking to, but... Yeah. Yeah, they did something right. Yep. All right. Let's keep it moving. Number two. My number two. Shoddy brought it up. 
don't know if you guys could have guessed this one from me, but it's uh, actually Trivium. Damn. Wow. That's wow. freaking high up. I know. Yeah. And you I think mean, you can do a Trivium style awesome. number two? What's that? Oh, Shoddy. <laughs> that's Shoddy, not me. Shoddy, think you can do a, a Trivium style number two? Number. I, it would just be clean. Yeah, two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's, it's that's, just like... It's I, dude, a, I love that you like that album that much. That's awesome. I, it, it, I really did. Like, it, I don't know. It just hit me so hard this year. And like, it was just a, it was a special album to me. Like, I don't know. That's cool. I mean, I wish it was an album I recommended to you, but you know, it's cool. It's one of Shotty's. Yeah, that's that's cool. Maybe one day it'll be one of mine. I think I had more of on your uh, of your <laughs> list on my list than just let it go. But <laughs> I guess this is the album that I freaking neglected the most, and yeah. I I'm kind of pissed now. It's on both your lists, and it's the one I didn't really give. You uh, shut up, like that. It. That's the thing, and I. I could have easily been like, oh, Trivium album, fuck that, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm glad I did, because it's, like, really fucking good, and it's just, like, catchy and heavy and, you know. Stan, do you think had they have led with another song as the, the, the what's it called, the single, it would have, I guess, caught your attention that much? Like, I feel like the sin in the sentence being, you know, the, you know, the title, tri- <sighs> like, I don't know. I'm like, thinking question. about the album, dude, if they would have used, like... I mean, even some of the other songs that I like. I, felt I heard like that one that, so long before the other ones, too. Like, it's hard to say. I just feel like that song made me want to listen to the rest of the album oh, yeah, more than sure. anything. So, Same for me. I thought it was a really good single. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just picking. I, I don't know what you thought about I don't know. That. It's just that you, we talk about the albums that you fall in love with. You know, this is really what that list is. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not what, no. what album should be. It's like what you fall in love with in this mm-hmm. one was my number two pick like for sure return to form yep that's cool I mean, from frenolith to trivium <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love it dude yeah such variety <laughs> all right so my number two is power trip nightmare logic oh wow yeah yeah i, do, I mean it's on you know it's no surprise I on do, everybody's list i knew list. it was coming though from you i was wondering when it, it was gonna be that high <laughs> oh yeah, yeah neither did i i guess yeah, it's, huh? I mean, like we said, it's one of my, I haven't looked at my play counts, but it's got to be right fucking up there. I mean, I can't get enough of it. And what's funny about it is when it first came out, because I listened to their last album and I remember thinking it's pretty good. So I gave this one a listen. I was like, it's okay. It's kind of simple. It just didn't grab me right away. And then I revisited it a few times and like, it's kind of, it's one of those slow burns that just crept in there. And I was in those like, you know, catchy parts would stick in my head and then I would have to just keep coming back to it. Because like you guys said, you know, I guess as a podcast as a whole, we don't spend a whole lot of time on the thrash years type stuff. But something about what they do, man, they take that old sounding retro thrash, but then they like, I don't know, I don't even know how they do it, but they somehow update it. They get rid of all like the the filler. They don't have all the crazy, you know, leads and all that kind of shit. It's very simple based on like the grooves, the rhythms and all that. And it's just something about it sounds super new and relevant, you know for uh, for this generation as opposed to like the 80s even though like the production dude it sounds like it's kind of sitting in the 80s a lot of reverb and stuff but uh i don't know it, it's crossover but it's it's not in that municipal way you know it's it's no, different this is more thrash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure i don't know man it just amps me up like if i'm going to like a party or if i'm going somewhere like i want this on like it's just it's so easy to listen to 
I feel like I'm, I don't know, dude. I'm in the 80s with the fucking putting this cassette tape in and like <laughs> just raging, man. It's just so good. I can't get enough of it. it I was, these, these top three were all kind of circling around for number one. So, and we got the interview at the end of this episode with Riley from, uh, from Power Trip. And uh, that's a good one too. So, yeah, it's, I think, I know this was high up on the listeners list too, right, Stan? Yeah, it was, yes. It's like been one and two going back and forth. With wow. One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of it's weight coming from Jason one. right there, so. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Shoddy, number two. Oh, my number two. Oh, yeah. it's uh, So this is where I feel that they belong and deserved to go, but this is where I put Black Dahlia murder, you guys. So I knew is it. I this is where I threw Nightbringers okay, so uh, at the that, number two spot. It was those two albums that were been going back and forth. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I, can, I can get that. I can feel. Mm. Yeah. I just felt like so you, it was uh, like J- like you know to echo on what Jason said. It's it was one of I mean I liked Ritual a lot. Ritual wasn't my favorite, but I feel like it's it's the strongest Black Dahlia you know album that we've had in in a couple albums now. And I feel like they did they reinvented themselves just a little bit. Like it's still mm-hmm. Black Dahlia, but there there's enough of they a freshness there. Be. Yeah, but there's I mean just because I mean I feel like Trevor will keep them grounded, but. Musically, mm-hmm. though, there's some freshness there that sounds a little different that I really like. So, yeah, I, I mean, that it's a fucking, it's an amazing album. Yeah, I mean, I even hated putting it so low down on my list, and I wasn't even as low as Jason was, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was your number. He had like what eight, was it eight, Stan? Yeah, eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I, dude, I agree. It's fucking great. I don't know. I, I mean, I get you guys, though. I completely understand. There's just more that I listen to. Yeah. But I know, it, but the thing is, it's an album that I'm going to be coming back to a bunch. Yeah. I, there's no it doubt should about be it. a number two on all of our lists, but. I think it's great. And I honestly, I can't wait to see what they do mm-hmm. for, from here out because now that they got oh, some new yeah. blood in the band. Yep, yep. Honestly, I think that's one of the coolest things about about Black Dahlia. I think it's why they always sound so good. They, I mean, it sucks to lose uh, those key members, but like it kind of keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, dude, cool, like, with like the two core the people, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. You're always gonna yeah, have you like keep that feel, the foundation. But, yep. Yeah, you just add that extra little spice. You know, some young blood to throw something in there, and I mean. I don't know. Who knows what it would have sounded like with Ryan? It might have been just as good. You know, he's he was great. I don't want to diminish it at all. It's just it's just something different and new. That's what I like about it. It's cool. Yep. All right. Oh, well, we're at the holy that, grail. Uh, here we are. Number one. <laughs> My. I'm trying to think what this is. You can't guess it. Stands Necrot. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Damn. <laughs> it is. Well, it's like you had to have mentioned it by now. You didn't really say oh, much when I brought it no, up. No, so. I, I mean, you you hit my number one so early. So early, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my number That's my top album of the year. Like, And, you know, this is kind of one of those ones, you know, I just brought it up like the last cast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's kind of just like, let's see how far we can go. Like, I've been listening to this album since the day it came out, like... It I know just that's the same me. thing with me. I don't know why neither of us brought it up sooner. It's just, it was just it's it's been a really big album for me. You know, I'm actually I seen it on there. It was number one on one person's list that we got, and okay. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. But like that was it. Like it, it, I think it only hit other like four other lists, and yours was one of them. Like you know, yeah. 
It's been out there, though, on other, like, you know, sites, lists, and stuff, for sure. But, I mean, when you're talking about death metal, and then, I mean, this was the year of death metal. This is the top, top album of the year, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just, it, it hits every aspect of death metal in some point or another. Like, you got Swedish feel, you got, like, the Bolt Thrower England feel, you got the Cannibal Florida feel, you know, the old school death, like, it hits everything. Yeah, and, you're right, you're right. It's a good point. And you know, takes a little bit from each. I I would never. I I do want to bring up one thing too. If I could put an EP on the list, I would never do it. You know, you can't do it. But like in extremity, I do. Oh yeah, I, okay. I do want to bring that up. Like that. I, honestly, that would be probably my number one. It would be that with Necrop, but they just put out EP, so I can't put it. You know, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So, but like it, yeah, for the same yeah. reasons though too. Like, oh yeah, that was a great EP. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. Going back to Necrot, I mean, this is death metal album of the year. I mean, what uh, what was your favorite track from it? Um, I got a clip for the blade just because it starts out. Yeah, it's just, so catchy. That's the one I've been humming like yeah, so much. Man. Exactly. I mean, that, <laughs> that starting rift of the CD, you can't get it out of your head. No, I've been exactly. singing that That's what's riff so good for about it. I don't know how long, months now, but. <laughs> That's the thing. Think of how many how many death metal albums you listen to. How many get stuck in your head? Oh, you know not a I mean? lot because it's all repetitive. Not it's all good, but it's all repetitive. And mm-hmm. I mean, this one, there's just something. The, everything from the sound to the riffs to the yeah puts me in tears. I back that pick. <laughs> I back it. Yeah, that's that's one of that's like I said. I don't I don't have a ton of death metal I guess on here, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at just death metal, that's in that like top for sure. Mm-hmm. Great album. All right. So I don't know. My number one is kind of way out there in left field. It's something that I haven't seen really anywhere. And I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name, but they're from Finland. Uh, okay. And the name is Havoc, Havoc Runu. I'll spell it real quick, just in case anybody wants to look it up. H-A-V-U-K. So it's like Havoc, but with a U. And then R-U-U-N. 
N-U. So Havoc Runu. The album's even harder to say, so you're probably better off just looking up the name and seeing what their newest album is. Kelly Sarut Soy. I don't know, you know. But what it is is like folk, pagany, black metal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... It, they kind of... Left field for sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it is. But I actually, you guys might like this. The production's not going to be up your alley because it's... it's it's not good production, really. I mean, it kind of suits it. I kind of, I'm, I'm used to it, and so I mean, obviously, it's my number one. I'm cool with it, but it's not going to be for everybody. But it's the, I mean, I've listened to this album so many times. It's, it was an easy pick. I, I had to put it. It's kind of a mix of like Moon Sorrow, Immortal, and like a little bit of like the Epic Bathory type stuff. Okay. Oh, it's, it's literally, dude. You're riding into battle on a fucking horse through the forest. Like, you're ready for battle. It, it takes you through these journeys. It's got Viking types of ch- clean chants. It's got really cool black metal vocals. and it, But it's also got this, like, cool, like, you know how Immortal has, like, that heavy metal kind of riffing a lot of the time? A lot of powerful mm-hmm. riffs. Like, they have a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, su- dude, it's just epic. Like, I, I put it on, and I just I get so into it every single time. So I've got a short clip. It's not long, so I don't know if you'll get the feel. But it's got a, it kind of shows a little bit of, like, the soaring kind of um, melodies. There's a ton, shit ton of melodies in here. So I don't think you have to be a black metal fan necessarily to get into it. I don't know. I might be wrong on that. But uh, give it a, let's, let's give it a listen and see what you guys think of this one. What did you guys think? It, it was really cool. I liked yeah. it. 
it's it's hard with a clip because their songs are really long and they really build it, you know, quite a bit. So I try to find it's just some spots that kind of show it a little bit. But I mean, I don't just soaring melodies like it's very, very melodic. So it's not like it's, you know, like it's black metal, but it's not something that's like super hard to get into. I mean, if you can get over a little bit of the production and that kind of thing, I mean. Dude, I didn't think it sounded that bad, though. Yeah. Well, I don't either, but I, I can see how some people, you know what I mean? It's not like it's uh, so polished yes, yeah, yeah, by yeah. any means. It's a little bit more gritty, grim kind of sounding, but I'm, dude, it's just... As I mean, we speak, I'm writing another one down. Yeah, give it a, at least... I mean, if you put it on and listen to two songs and you're not feeling it, then you know you might not be, but I don't know, dude. It's so good. I, I know it's a weird pick for number one, but... Yeah. I don't know. Had to do it. Had to put it on there. All right. Shoddy. Alrighty, well, dude, it, I was looking up your pick, Jason, when you were spelling it out because I wanted to see like where the fuck they were about, <laughs> and it's weird that our number one picks both released on the same day in April. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. April, uh, huh? So, yep. You threw them on your list last year with one of their albums, uh, Shadow of Intent. Uh, oh. I threw the release this year. Yeah, I, yeah I knew you were going to have this on here. I forgot. Dude, it's the fucking... One of the best albums I've heard in this, such a long time. Like, <laughs> from a technical standpoint, it's just fucked on all levels. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wait, it's, wait, wait I mean, hold on. He broke up. What was it? Uh, Shadow of Intent. The album is oh, Reclaimer. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You I mean, know what? It's funny because I knew you were going to bring this up. I was thinking like, what's what are they going to have on their list? And I, and I like put on this, and I thought about this album. I was like, he loved it. And I listened to the whole thing the other day, and I... It's a great album. It really is. It's one of. The, it's definitely. I know they. It's like somewhat deathcore. You know, but it's, it's, it's barely. I yeah. It's, it's barely. definitely the best. It's, yeah. It's so tasteful though in the way that they do use. I guess some of the deathcore elements that it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, that it really doesn't matter. But yeah, dude, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, across the board. Yeah, they have some of that like flesh god type of symphonic parts in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's like the, I don't know if it's the last song on the album, but one of the last songs on the album, they throw like some, I don't, they get like like a story almost about like you know when fucking if he could have done something when he was older he could have saved everybody and it's almost like Mm -hmm. a little spoken interlude in the middle of the song that like paints a picture of some sort of apocalyptic event and then it just goes into the breakdown right after and it's just some of the most epic fucking Mm -hmm. shit and it's just great because they just paint a you know it's a a grandioso picture is it a concept i have no idea honestly i don't think so you can't really find out too much about the band I don't think it's a concept. I think they're like alluding towards something during the entire album, but yeah, I don't think it's definitely that, you themes, know, but and, yeah, that's themes. And some of the songs do bleed into each other. Where like you know, it's you know what I'm saying. Where mm-hmm. it's almost as if it it's one song, but there is a you know a start and a stop in the album. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, good, if you want to listen. Uh, good to pick, the, dude. Thanks, dude. Yeah, the, the track I put the return. I don't know, like if yeah, Stan, you want to listen to some of the the vocal talents that the band has. I'm 
What'd you think, Stan? No, it's really cool. I I wrote it down. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a really good album. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. If I write it down, then it means something. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's why I was laughing. That's why I was laughing. They're young too, but like super talented. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Dude. They don't really the they don't tour or do much because I think they're yeah. so young. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't. Yeah, I guess you're probably yeah, right. I, but yeah, oh, no idea. They're just and they had some some pretty decent guests on the album too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, it's just mm. it's it's a great piece of work. Dude, such variety across these three lists, man. I know. I know. It's a pretty dude, good year. I mean, there's a lot dude, of stuff we had cool. to get through. We had to get through a lot of stuff today. We did. Um, you know, I actually good time to bring it up. So, what uh, what are some albums that are worth mentioning right now, but didn't make your list? Why don't Honor you start a stand? Um, yeah. the first one I'm gonna bring up XDO, The Immortal Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Great symphonic there. death, but I just kind of like Septic Flesh more, so that made my list instead of that okay. one. But that was a good album. What else? Yeah, uh, Decapitated. I mean, I know they got a lot mm-hmm. of bullshit going on right now, but they put out a fantastic album this year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cult was awesome. And the last one I have is I'm going to... This would probably easily be on my list. I just didn't get enough time. Cannabis Corpse. Really? Yes. Fuck yeah, brother. Left hand pass. I don't know if you guys know anything about this band, but all their fucking titles are just, you know, marijuana. What's it called? I don't know what the word is, but uh, dude, it's what's his name's in uh, and cannabis corpse. The the guy from Murder. Brandon. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's okay. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, also the municipal waste. Yup, yup, yup. Yeah, it's like a big, you know, death metal supergroup or whatever, but. That dude, left hand yeah, pass dude, I, is I, I awesome. I love Cannabis Corpse. I mean, and then they have like titles like Effigy of the Forgetful. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're just ridiculous, but they're good though. Dude, yeah, I that, heard a lot of good things about that album. That album's really good. So I'm gonna definitely get more into it. But that's all my honorable mentions. Well, uh, I mentioned um, <laughs> Nightbringer, that black metal album. Yep. it's super chaotic. Like, just uh, it's awesome, but it's very epic. That's a really good black metal album of the year. Fit for an autopsy, I actually kind of wanted to get somewhere on the list, but it just didn't make it. I came back to that one quite a bit lately. I think that's probably my favorite of the Deathcore stuff from this year. Mm-hmm. Two Mold, if you want some really crusty death metal stand, you might be into that one if you like Frenolith. Okay. Similar vein, Two Mold, dude. It's got some really good shit on there. Uh, the Faceless album, I really fucking liked. I know some people haven't liked it, but I did. Dying Fetus, and then... Um, fucking obituary i wanted that on the list couldn't make it and i guess last i'll say uh midnight they do kind of like the bathory style black metal really fucking heavy metal sounding shit really good too but yeah that's a few of them mastodon of course there's some other ones yeah we'll stop there what about you shoddy um i had uh the the dementia cd scourge i really enjoyed that album okay um virulent depravity fruit of the poison tree that's another artisan era album that was pretty decent a lot of death Mm -hmm. metal I actually I did enjoy that Full of Hell album. I had it on my you know honorable nice. mentions. It was a little weird. I understand Stan. Like it was kind of hard to get mm-hmm. into. You guys kept talking about it, so I forced myself to listen to it. The I talked about him a while back. Adernam, the Ruins of Empire. Um, it's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, I remember that was yeah, a good one. Yeah, um, it just didn't make the list. And then you brought him up, Jason. That sarcasm band within the sphere of um, ethereal minds. Oh yeah, dude, I loved that album. I just couldn't like old school sounding. Yeah, yeah, it was real old school sounding. It just didn't. 
unfortunate the old school yeah. death metal sounding but yeah i just didn't really mm-hmm. make the list but <laughs> just yeah. too much shit too much shit yep. exactly yeah. jason do you have any non-metal albums you want to talk about this year nah okay, damn it good year. i do it, but you're i'm right. not gonna go into it yeah, you're learning <laughs> okay good <laughs> so uh i guess let's go through the results yeah, what do what do we have here for the, uh, list, for the for the into the combine listener slash us? What's the top? The top album of the year from Into the Combine is Black Dahlia Murders Nightbringers. Okay, mm, number, surprise there. Number nice. two is Power Trip Nightmare Logic. Number three is Code Orange Forever. Code Orange. Yep, number four yep. is Spirit Adrift Curse of Conception. Oh wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, number five is Mastodon Emperor Sand, which didn't even hit any of our list. I don't Shoddy. Think, no, yeah, maybe, it hit my list. Okay, I yeah, had, yeah, low, I but, had it as thirteen. Yeah, um, number six was Converge, the Dusk in Us. Number seven is Dying Fetus, wrong one to fuck with. Number eight is Fit for an Autopsy, The Great Collapse. Number nine, Necrot, Blood Offerings, and number ten is Trivium, The Sin in the Sentence. Wow, nice. That's not surprising, you know. I guess it's more the mainstream ones that are, yeah, because uh, it's you're, you're gonna have the most of them mm-hmm. you know because i know like on the list there was a lot of like random stuff too that i really I, I listened to that was good but there's probably not enough to get the exactly points, you know oh actually yeah. you know what just took so quick let's see number 11 was shadow and intent number 12 was bell witch wait, which we didn't no, even wait, talk number, about number 11, 11 was shadow of intent yeah it just it really, made four that, 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 it made four I, other lists but it, they were so high up there it gave well, me some I points guess because of the yeah 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 but uh do you guys uh, check out this Bell Witch? Oh, I hate it. Oh yeah, that was the high up on yeah, the. I, I didn't like it either, Dude. but <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't it's like an, it either. It's it's like funeral doom. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. eight, it's eighty three minutes, one track, and Dude. it's the slowest stuff ever. A lot of people love it. August well, that's why August I, Furman. I, that's why big I fan of it. it. Yeah, our resident doom expert. I mean, I heard of a lot of praise, so I mean, I had mm-hmm. to give it a listen, and I seriously could do it about two minutes. I was like, what yeah. the, I went to go to the next track, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. I just, I couldn't. I, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people like it, but it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Number 13 was Full of Hell. Uh, number 14, Spectral Voice. Do you guys listen to this one? Yeah, dude. It hit a couple mm-hmm. lists. It's like really creepy, but really good. Okay. And then number 15 was Darkest Hour, which didn't make any of our lists. Dude, I actually I forgot to put that as an honorable mention. Like that, I actually really did enjoy that CD. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I don't know why it slipped my mind, but yeah. nice. Yeah, we yeah, could go on forever. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I really enjoyed the the you know the listener feedback. Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually fun doing lists. the spreadsheet and seeing how yeah. it like changes over time, and mm-hmm. it was cool. So we'll. Uh, after the episode's been out for a little bit, we'll post all of our lists, um, and then we'll throw up the listener one as well. Yeah. But all right, I yeah, guess another, uh, another we'll turn you over. Metal boys. Uh, yeah. Dana, I thanks want, for listening to I us. Feel bad for anyone that's putting out an album in 2018 because you got a lot to live <laughs> up to. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. That is true. But for now, we've got an interview with Riley from Power Trip. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. And uh, other than that. Stan? I think this was it. That was another fantastic year in the year of metal. It's been another episode of Integ the Combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man. I'm Jason. I'm Shoddy. And as always... You guys stay metal.
All right, man. I'm here with Power Trip. We got Riley, the vocalist. Hi. Uh, they played a set earlier. We got uh, Gate Creeper, Cannibal, and now we're uh, checking in. How's things going, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired, but the set was really good. I threw myself into it. That's why I'm tired, because <laughs> it was a good set. So. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you know, stand out a little bit from the other two bands. You know, it's a little bit of a death metal show. How do you think people take it, you know, coming Power Trip coming into this kind of a show? Uh, I think, excuse me, I think we just play a style of metal that appeals to anyone who kind of likes heavy music. So, you know, whether they, they're coming to a death metal show or a grindcore show, they, there's a good chance they probably like something in our realm as well. So, um... Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people like that kind of uh, variety, so it, it works well for us, you know. We did Europe with Napalm Death and Brujeria, so we're like a bunch of grindcore bands, and, and people seem to really like the fact that we're a thrash band playing uh, in the middle of all these grindcore bands. So, right. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's cool. That's cool. I know, because you guys went out with Obituary before yeah. this. I mean, you guys, it's not like it's something new, but... You notice a lot of people coming up after the show and, and digging it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, these these two big metal tours have gone really, really well for us. There's no doubt about that. That's cool. You know, as far as 2017, you guys had the new album come out. A lot of big things have been going on. You guys have been on uh, WWE. You guys did that thing with Josta. You know, why do you think it's been such a big year? Is it just all with the album? Is it hard work or is there something specific, you think? I honestly don't really know probably our manager <laughs> we hired a manager no, man, come on. no that probably it probably is what it is we we uh we hired a manager and i think he just puts in a lot of really good work his name's adam and he's been he's been bringing us a lot of cool opportunities and sometimes we say yes and sometimes we say no and he doesn't really pressure us so you know the stuff that happens happens because we choose for it to happen which is which is nice you know we're not like we don't feel pressured into doing anything if you see us on something it's because we right. chose to be a part of it or whatever uh but yeah probably our, our manager adam he's the one he's the one who's responsible but obviously the album can't be shit well yeah i mean that the album being decent is a good help too <laughs> yeah what uh when you guys did that cover with that Motorhead song with Jasta, mm-hmm. what went into that? Did you guys have to practice a lot for that? No, that? We, we rehearsed the day before. We got asked to perform at the Loudwire Awards, and they wanted every band to do one original event, like some kind of cover, or um, have you know someone part like a like a special guest. So they sat down and they were like, "What do you guys think about having Jasta?" And I was like, "Cool." Um, you know, I've actually been kicking around this idea where if we ever had an excuse to do a cover, maybe it would be really cool to do Road Crew. And uh, everyone seemed to dig on that idea, and, and Josta agreed. And so we met up the day before and just like I ran through the song, I think, like 10 times. And, you know, I had the lyrics on my phone and he had them printed out, and, you know, like. It was funny. We weren't as prepared as we should have been, probably. But, uh, you know, it felt good knowing uh, I showed up a little more prepared than Jamie. So (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. Right. You know, a guy on this level is still a little unprofessional, too, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, I mean, Jamie killed it. Like, he didn't do it because 
he owed someone a favor or like out of like some obligation you know i think it, i i don't think if he was feeling it like if he didn't want to do that song i think we would have told him hey thanks but no thanks but right. we didn't have to he was really into it he was like super enthusiastic it was awesome i mean it was it, made, it was a really really good that was really my first time meeting Jamie and like kind of spending time with him and it was it was a really cool experience and a good first impression. That's always cool, man. He's a legend. It's cool to see you yeah, know hear exactly. someone like that. You know, yeah, and we're holds spending up to ten it. days in Europe with him, so it was a good introduction. Oh, okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. Um, so you guys are not uh, shy, you know, with your opinions, with your uh, stances and things like that, which is badass. You know, you guys have a lot of different opinions on each song. It seems like you know. A song like Executioner's Tax. Can you give us a little bit of an insight on that one? I read I read this, um, this account in some like uh, postmodern phenomenology book or something like that about torture or something like that. And uh, talks about how before the invention of the guillotine, when you had like an uh, like an axe man as an executioner, it, if you were like, yes, we're doing a podcast. That's okay. That's what editing is for, I hope. <laughs> um, where was I? God, the guillotine. Just, just took me right off my train of thought. Oh, yeah, right. So, uh, uh, if you, so like basically, like a, a priest would come to you and be like, do you want to repent? Like, like, say you were like a pedophile or like a murderer or yeah. something like that, like a particularly heinous criminal. Well, maybe the, the executioner isn't gonna like take your head off in like one swing, you know. Like, like yeah. maybe it's good. maybe he's gonna make sure you feel it before you go out, you know. So if you repented, you know, praise Jesus or whatever, uh, they'd give you a bag of like silver, nickel or something, and you were supposed to give that to the executioner, and that was the executioner's tax. It was like a tip or something like right. that. Right. And so I use that as like an allegory for kind of like what the way like a lot of us spend our lives kind of in like a modern world we sort of just kind of like pay the executioner to sort of like be comfortable and numb in like in our deaths you know you know whether it's like through like just like sitting on a couch and eating junk food and watching tv which i know is really cliche or whatever or just you know uh I, it's just like i we basically we live on borrowed time as it is and and we're spending a lot of it on this like kind of insane materialism to sort of forget about the fact that you know we're we're going to die that we're all going to you know that no one's going to live forever and we worry about having all this stuff and taking it with us or whatever and so that's sort of what that that song is is about is is just you know it's a metaphor for just kind of the way we like to to live our lives as a whole sort of yeah. yeah right 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 so when it comes to bands you listen to do you have a problem listening to a band that might have you know maybe a different viewpoint or, or maybe they're a political band or they you know wear their opinions right out there on their sleeves is that something that's a problem for you if you don't really agree with it or are you kind of like someone who can separate the artist from the art you know how do you feel about that because it is a big thing right now you know with the whole you know, there's a lot going on with the people that are, you know, being accused of uh, sexual things or, you know, you've got people who in the metal scene who murder people. You know, there's all these different things going on. How do you feel about separating the art from the artist? Because that's something I, I think about all the time. It's, it, for me, it depends on the situation, but how do you feel about that? I think people should be completely held accountable for their actions. I mean, you know, do I think, like, there's certain things, you know, there, there's there's situations where, 
a band fucks up and it, it's 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 sort of like ruined their careers and 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 I wonder if that's really fair. But at the same time, you know, you put yourself out there and and people look up to you and like I go out of my way to tell people that I'm not like a role model and and I'm not like someone to look up to or anything like that. But like people are gonna do that and I think you should like be as much of a positive influence as you can on people. So if there's a band, I mean, if you're an outright racist band, then, then you know, like, you know, there was a guy in, in Florida that was wearing a screwdriver shirt, and we were like, hey, and he was trying to tell us he liked the band, and we were like, you know what, we don't care, fuck off. Like, you're wearing a, you're wearing a screwdriver shirt. We have no interest in catering to your taste or, or entertaining you. Don't come to our shows. You know, like, uh, I think the guy had bought a CD. We didn't even give a fuck. We just told him to, to get the step in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if there's a band that has some kind of sketchy politics, if you want to listen to some, like, weird black metal band that has, like, some anti-Semitic bent, I feel like there's probably another band out there that sounds just like them, and you don't need to listen to that band. Like, yeah. you know, there's, like... There are a million other bands that sound like Screwdriver. Like, go listen to the fucking Templars that have, like, people of color in their band and fucking kick ass, like, are a great, like, kick-ass oi band. Like, you yeah. know, go, like, you know, like, you don't need, you know, to be edgy in their politics. You know, it's funny, like, you look at a band like Cannibal Corpse who does, like, get some shit for you using, like, sort of some crazy imagery and, like, you know, uh, you know, I Come Blood and, like, you know, you know some stuff like that. Uh, but that is that's that's where you should separate the art from the artist because because it's clearly that's the intent of the art is to be something that's dark and sort of horrifying you know horrific it's like you know you don't look at fucking Stephen King as a monster mm-hmm. because he writes books about monsters so you know when you step off stage it's like it's funny people call George Corpse Grinder because it's like I mean this guy like what like you know. Yeah, what, what, like, do people have some kind of image of him hanging around backstage, just unhinging his jaw and just, like, you know, <laughs> devouring people? I don't know, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't, I don't think you, you should be able to say something sketchy and hide behind your art. Yeah. Yeah. I think if that's, if I'm, like, trying to... When it's a real sentiment. I'm trying to sum, summarize that question, you know, if your sentiment is real and, and it's, it's, it has some oppressive tendency to it, then, then fuck, yeah. fuck you. you so know, I, had, I don't need to. And, and there's probably another band that, if there, I, there, there's been plenty of, of people. There's been bands where I've, uh, I'm not gonna name names, but there's been bands where they've done things where I'm like, fuck, that sucks. That's really unacceptable, and you know, it's hard for me to support that band. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, it's it's one of those topics, man. Everybody's got a different opinion on, and it, it, everybody's kind of grappling with. It. There's so much shit going on with the internet. Things coming out of every day. Yeah, there's you know? a there's a big thing with call out culture. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's gonna go away. I think I think uh, I think it's a lot of people trying to adjust to the availability of of the thing things like the underground. You know, like you can get online and learn about thrash metal and. You know, we have fans that, that do it at these shows. They come up to you and they're like, oh, man, you know, I came out here for Cannibal Corpse. Never heard you guys. Sorry on the show. Checked you out last week. Bought the albums. I loved it, you know. And that's awesome. It's a great feeling getting that, that level of support. 
But that's what I'm saying is now we live in a time where people can go and learn everything about your band in in 20 minutes, not five minutes. You know, like you don't need a lot of, you just need an internet connection and you know, you could come up to me and be like, hey, Riley, you know, like you could be completely full of shit. You might not know anything <laughs> about this band. And right. I'm kidding, you obviously <laughs> pay, pay closer attention than other people do. But, uh, you, you know, stuff like that is, is entirely possible and does happen. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing I respect about you guys, though, is you guys seem like you don't take any shit. You say you don't you don't worry about how you're going to look online, all that kind of stuff. I love watching you guys on Twitter. I mean, you guys are kind of um, it seems like you don't worry about that call out culture so much. Not that you guys are saying anything crazy, but, you know, just funny stuff, man. You guys seem like you don't really care too much about that, which I kind of respect. Cause a lot of people it seems like they're kind of you don't want to say this or that too much because you're afraid you're going to kind of alienate your fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to, you know, call someone on their bullshit if if I'm if I'm convicted by it you know like and if it turns into an altercation whether it's physical or verbal then like I don't really care about the consequences because I feel right in in standing up to somebody like that like you know uh to be to be fair it's most it's 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 almost entirely me and the band has my back in in most of these situations but you know that's part of the point of the band is is pointing out you know the the power trips that i see in the world and the and the and the the twisted mental like attitudes that people have you know and what 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 is it worth if i just hide it all in in my in my lyrics with like you know imagery about axes and stuff like that i have to get out there and i have to say things like it's not okay to be homophobic or racist or islamophobic and it's not okay to like value anybody's life over another and it's not okay to like have police shooting you know shooting first and shooting to kill and and you know it's not okay to have taxes you know churches be tax exempt and there's just like a lot a lot of things that I just see and 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 so sometimes when something important happens i'll come out and and be more clear and less vague about our politics right if people don't like it then they can (laughs) fucking burn our stuff for all i care (laughs) i really i don't care yeah no i respect it man i was laughing my ass off the other day when you guys called out suicide silence it was for uh they were trying to do the uh let people pay to be um a roadie a roadie or something like that yeah i don't know what that was yeah, my comment was basically one of their, long story short, one of their roadie tech guys, which is funny, like a, like one of their roadies tried to hit our drummer. Our drummer, was, we were playing a show, we were playing right before them, and uh, this, this like sort of, this small incident happened, but uh, essentially our drummer was playing guitar, and this roadie was actually going to hit him in the back of the head with a champagne bottle while he wasn't looking like he did what didn't know that this was going to happen and the guy had it swung up and uh, basically our merch guy hood was able to kind of wrap and another guy a friend uh, care bear were, were able to wrap this guy up and there was probably like 40 of our friends backstage and their whole crew was there and it started getting really intense and we kind of had to like it like in between the songs it was kind of like all right, is this going to turn into a riot? And I went up to a guy and I told him, I was like, if you guys do this, someone's going to get murdered. Like, to it, like, to it, where you're in our hometown, you're in Dallas, 
like there's there's 200 of our fans are gonna come over this barricade and fuck y'all up there's 40 people backstage right now they're gonna fuck y'all up i don't care if there's like 16 of you and your little crew or whatever you're all gonna die like we're gonna fuck up your band we're gonna go find your 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 bus we're gonna fuck that up you know and like they just got really scared and just apologized and backed down and and that was it. That was it. So maybe they're looking for roadies, man. They got to replace these guys. I I heard from a guy. I ran into this guy, I think in Kansas City or something like that. Uh, can't like Kansas City, Kansas. I think he said he was working that tour, and like like laughed his ass off because of that. But was saying that I think that the guy, the roadie, who I think was like a lighting guy, got fired or something like that, okay. or maybe he quit. But that guy that I was talking to had quit. He said. That tour was like the last straw, and that guy was like a big asshole. So we were like, okay. Yeah. And the band actually went out of their way to apologize because they're like, we're really sorry, like, you know, because it was it was basically just like a rock star move. It was fucking lame. So it was uh, the crew. It, yeah, yeah. It was this one guy. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know. The the whole situation was really funny. I, I probably shouldn't have said anything to them, but <laughs> I thought what that thing that they posted was really lame. So I was like, I'm just gonna make it. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, congrats on, I know I've seen your album already in a couple of top 10 lists or top albums of the year list, which is sick. I know it's going to be on mine. Um, congrats on that. You have any albums that you're on your top 10 list? Uh, just the Impalers LP. Impaler? Star Dweller. Impalers. Okay. Sheer Mag LP is really good. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I'd have to think about yeah, it later. Yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Well, congrats on your guys' album. It sounds like it's fucking Thanks. sick for the year. Thanks, I love seriously. it, like I said. So, man, appreciate it.